Welcome to Punches and Punchlines, where we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor. And now, your hosts, Fritz and Franco. Welcome back, everybody, to this episode of Punches and Punchlines. Joining me, as always, is my handsome co-host and the man that does all the work, Franco Ocampo. We haven't had an episode in uh, a couple weeks, but it's because there wasn't a lot of boxing going on. There was a card on January 6th, Virgil Ortiz as the main event on that one. And then this past weekend, we had Caleb Smith trying for a title at 175 against Artur Beterbiev. We got those two cards to cover. I think we got enough for an episode for sure between those two cards. Yeah, between the fights themselves and the controversy fight surrounding some of the fights that we're going to be talking about, I think there's plenty to chat about. But also, you know, I used to wonder why there wasn't more boxing around the holidays, only because people are getting together, they're at home. There's definitely a lot of drinking going on at bars. But then also, if you think about it, nobody's traveling just to go to a fight because then you got to travel back to see your family or whatever. Even the NFL sometimes struggles to put butts in seats. I know just from when I've worked at games and I go thinking it's going to be great and then it's not that great during holidays. So yeah, unfortunately, this is kind of a dead time for boxing. Uh, but these fights, I thought that there was enough going on. So yeah, let's go ahead and get on into it. They tell us all the time you can't play boxing. We prove them wrong every episode with our segment called Playing Boxing. Now, for everybody who might be tuning in for the first time, sometimes we do a deep dive. Sometimes, uh, you know, we'll give you a main event where we focus solely on that. There was enough this past week that I think we can just cover it all in Playing Boxing. And if you're tuning in for the first time as well, welcome aboard. Thanks for listening. Go back and listen to the archives. Listen to what we thought about some of your favorite fighters. Also, we're brought to you by uh, Zipix Toothpicks. If you're uh, trying to quit smoking here in the new year, go to ZipixToothpicks.com, enter the code PUNCH10, and check out. You get 10% off your order. Choose whatever flavor you want. I'm more of a cinnamon or a mocha man myself, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you go for whatever suits you. You know, they have plenty of different flavors to choose from. They always say, zip more, smoke less. So even if you don't want to quit smoking, you know, like you keep a pack when you're traveling on a flight where you're going to be stuck in the airport for hours. It's a nice hold-me-over. Sometimes... You know, like when you want somebody to shut up, Franco, you say, hey, zip it. You know, uh -huh. uh, when that craving comes for a cigarette, you just say, hey, stupid craving, zip it. All right. And then you put a nice toothpick in your mouth and you're uh, you're ready to go. So not where I thought you were going with that. I thought you were gonna <laughs> say you, you you still say zip it and then you flick the toothpick right off of their forehead. <laughs> well, maybe maybe when I'm done, that'll be <laughs> I don't want to waste the good flavor. Um <laughs> but yeah, we started watching fights for this episode. Uh January sixth was Virgil Ortiz versus was it Frederick Lawson? Yeah, Frederick Lawson. Okay. Now the only fight I even really enjoyed on that undercard was Barroso versus Davies. Now, did you check that out? I did. Ismael Barroso was from Venezuela, uh, but lives in Miami now. O'Hara Davies out of London in the UK. And uh, is it just me or did Ismael Barroso have the biggest goddamn ears on the planet? Without a doubt. It was, <laughs> I'm sure that he can hear us recording about yeah. this right now because that's how much it was going on. And I thought the punchline in this one was that he was 40. There's no way that dude is yeah. 40. Like I'm in the last stretch of my 40s and that dude looks 10 years older than me. So yes. <laughs> there's no way 
that that dude is 40. It's a rough 40. Like he's seen some shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever his real age is, he wasn't too old to beat the shit out of O'Harry Davis because <laughs> he just got slept in the second round. Like it was incredible. Yeah, One of those knockouts where you're like, oh shit, he's going to get up and get himself right. But <laughs> no. he had no time <laughs> to get himself right. Yeah, that, that first knockdown in the first round, it was this huge left hook that Barroso just absolutely demolished Davies. You could see his soul go to another dimension, rise up like the Holy Spirit, and then come back down into his body. But it never went fully back into his body. Right. <laughs> like he was not right. It was crazy. I was so glad when Celestino Ruiz, our, our giant mini-me referee, <laughs> stepped in there and, and just finally stopped it. Because you would see he wanted Davies to give him like the proper response. He's like, are you good? Are you good? Ah, you're not good. Never mind. No, <laughs> and they yeah. called it off. I'm like, thank God he called it off. Because he wasn't right since the first round. Yeah, well, because the, the first knockdown, he ate that left hook. All right. Mm -hmm. But as we've seen before, it didn't knock him down. He was out on his feet. Yeah. So he stayed up long enough to eat a right as well. And the combination of those two was just enough to turn the lights out where he got up on his feet, but he wasn't there. You know, like you said, Celestino Ruiz let him continue. And then that second knockdown happened. He got up and you could just see that there was nobody behind the wheel. No. And rightfully so. He's like, no, you're good. And I don't know if you saw the next day, O'Hara Davies said that his room was too close to the casino and he didn't get enough sleep. So that's why, that's why he was knocked out. Oh no. <laughs> he looked plenty sleepy uh, after he took that <laughs> left hook. So maybe he's telling the truth, but uh, what a shit lame excuse. Yeah. And uh, I'm embarrassed for him that he said that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was listening to it. I was like, oh, dude, you can't say that. Oh, yeah. And especially considering where Barroso came from, I have some Venezuelan migrant students that have recently come to this country and have been hearing their stories. And uh, yeah, fuck that. Oh, I was too close to the casino. Barroso probably just got here walking through the jungle barefoot, fighting off pythons and stuff. He was fine. Like that dude, they could have slept him in the casino and he still would have bit this shit out of Davies. I don't know what Davies is complaining about, but Barroso, I would love to say that I want to see more, but we're going to be watching him when he's 60. Like that, <laughs> that dude is already a million years old, but it I was think we already watched him when he was 60. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that he... Definitely not 40. So, you no. know, a couple of people are like, oh, age is just a number. I'm like, well, the number's higher than 40 for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no way that that is 40. You know, after this happened, I, I rewound to watch it, to watch it again. Coming into this, Barroso had 24 wins. 22 of them were knockouts. Mm -hmm. So the fact that Davies wasn't taking this seriously enough uh, is on him, dude. You know, like, yeah, you're a pro athlete. Make your conditions. If your room was too noisy, you know, next time. <laughs> call down to the front desk i'm sure yeah. i'm sure they'll be able to take care of you so it was like one of those cringe moments when you heard him making excuses you're like oh dude just stop you lost to somebody your dad's age and <laughs> uh, you gotta wear that so we followed up that fun fight with a shit main event and it wasn't either of the fighters fault that the, it was a shit main event virgil ortiz comes in aggressive and he's landing a hundred shots but they were all on the gloves Franco. yeah <laughs> right yeah, he had Lawson on the ropes, but Lawson was defending himself. He had his guard up. He wasn't taking any shots to the head. So for Tony Weeks to just step in there and call it off that quick, I've said before on this program a hundred times, and I mean it. I'd rather have you stop it 
a second too early and then a second too late. But this was rounds too early. Like yeah. there was there was no damage going on. This was just a mistake. And then afterwards, Tony Weeks was trying to throw the ne- Nevada State Athletic Commission under the bus. They're like, oh, well, he had an aneurysm and I got to see that. You guys didn't. So stop judging me. The Athletic Commission was like, no, he had a clean bill. Tony Weeks is full of shit. So I think we may have actually seen the last of Tony Weeks. And I'm all for that because... This is two fights in a row yep. that I think he is fucked up. There was a time when he was a good rep. That time is not 2023 or 2024. So I think it's time to say goodbye, Tony Week. Yeah, there was a lot going on in a very short period of time, and most of it happened after the fight. It was with his excuses. He offered different excuses for stopping the fight. The one he was saying he saw his eyes roll back and you know that he didn't look right. And then later on, he tweeted out saying that there was some shady stuff going on and that the commission had ch- tested Lawson twice. And then the third time was a no-go uh, or twice he, they came up negative. And then the third time was positive when they finally found a doctor that would clear him. Don't don't rough the fight then. Like if, if you think that there's shady business going on and you want to make a stand to against it. Don't stop the fight two and a half minutes into the fight. It was a crazy stoppage. It didn't make any sense. Also, was this the same venue that we went to when we went to the fights? in vegas uh yeah it was at the virgin hotel at the the theater at the virgin hotel so we have been in this room before yeah a great place to watch a fight for anybody that's looking to check out a fight when you're in vegas if there is one at the theater even if it's not names that you know they do put on a good show there i definitely like it there did you yeah. see afterwards uh, virgil ortiz now usually when the fights are over i will be the first one to turn it off because i don't really care what people have to say afterwards but he was like almost his feelings were hurt uh, uh, Virgil Ortiz, where he's like, come on, guys. I, I, you know, I came out here. I prepared. He's like, there's chanting Ortiz sucks. He's like, no, that's not <laughs> what they're saying at all. <laughs> Like they're saying Tony sucks. And so Virgil Ortiz, you had you had nothing to do with this. This was people chanting. And even the guy in the ring's like, Are you guys chanting Ortiz sucks? They're like, No. <laughs> Barroso probably correct him later. He's like, Oh no, I heard it. I heard it loud and clear. They're definitely yeah, right. saying Tony sucks. Yeah. So yeah, I hope that's the last we see Tony Weeks. Because when you come out of a main event, the ref should not be the story of the fight. I just hope that Tony Weeks is done. I'd like to ship him and Adelaide Bird off into retirement and just never see him again. That would be wonderful. Now, we've complained about this on the show for a while now. Weeks and Celestino Ruiz have both had some like wonky stoppages where it's, we were theorizing that maybe somebody was in their ear telling them, make sure that they're safe make sure that you're stopping it the second that you think something is wrong. Maybe these were all just theories that we had. So this one was so exaggerated compared to the ones that we've complained about in the past. Because in the past, there's always a little bit of a gray area. This one, for anybody that didn't see it, this was exaggeratedly bad. And like Fritz said, half the half the punches were bouncing off his gloves. Some of them didn't even hit the gloves. They went right over his head. Yeah, I, I feel bad for Lawson. He was going to lose. But you don't know. You don't know unless it goes the distance. This was stopped way too early. Yeah. So then we had the card in Montreal. Yep. And that was headlined by Arthur Betterbia versus Callum Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept giving you updates, Franco. Like, all right, you could fast forward through this uh, and this. And you know, it turns out in this. Yeah. The first fight that I actually enjoyed on that one, well, there was a woman's fight on there that wasn't, I, I even erased my notes on it because the only reason I was enjoying it because it was so much better than everything that I had watched before. I was like, oh, no. all right, this isn't garbage. But was it was it Layla much, 
Budoin against Budoin, Elizabeth yeah. Chavez Espinosa. Yes. And that was just a, a decent fight. You know, it was two mm-hmm. equally skilled women, but Budoin, she was just better this fight. I think it was a rematch. Again, this was before Tessator was on the call. So I was still listening <laughs> to this one. But the one fight I saw before the two big ones was uh, Christian and Billy against Rohan Murdoch. And that, oh, that, one, that one wasn't bad. Yeah, that was the, the co-main event you know, on the regular card. That was, yeah. once it get, once it got to Maloney versus Saul Sanchez. Yeah. After, after, once that fight started, the rest of the card was good. It was only three more fights, but Maloney versus Sanchez was really, really good. It was a close fight, <laughs> just back and forth. Uh, it ended up a majority decision for Maloney. It was 114-114, so one judge had her to draw. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at that scorecard. And then two judges had it, 116-112. I'm not mad at that scorecard because there was enough close rounds where I'm like, yeah, I could see all three of those scorecards. And if one guy had it this way, the other guy had it that way, I could see where it would be a draw or a 116-112. And I know that's kind of a big difference, but that was enough close rounds that I could have seen it. Uh, yeah. I want to see this fight again. Yes, yes. These dudes were at each other from the get-go. Yeah, this was adds to my statement of... You know, bigger isn't always better. These dudes were throwing for 12 rounds. And you could tell at the end that Maloney had been in 12 rounders before and that Sanchez had not because with about a minute left in that 12th round, Sanchez was running on fumes. And Maloney was, I mean, he wasn't as fresh as a daisy, but he still had some left in the tank. Just a joy of a fight. If you're looking for a fight that you need to watch from this past weekend, I'd say check out Maloney versus Sanchez. Yeah, I thought it was a a fun fight. I would love to see it run back. I had it scored as a draw. I can see what you're saying as far as like, you know, 116, 112 sounds like a lot. That's really only what two round difference as far as it could have swung the other way. Uh, I do wish that it had swung as a draw because Sanchez looked really good. Like both of these dudes look good. But I don't know that Maloney really deserved the win. If anything, now the little bit of the luster is taken off of him. But I don't know. I, I hope that they run it back. I don't think they will because Sanchez could get it one over on him. But I thought that this was a good fight. I did think that it was a draw. It kind of felt it felt like it was wrong as far as like the result from it, uh, where I could see it. But that's not how I felt in my heart that okay. it should have been going. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, I've had that one. And I think you just you're like, ah, I love all Saul's. So that's why you're rooting for him from the get go. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I would love to see him fight again. I think that they will. But I think it'll be a main event, not the last fight of the undercards. I think that it was a good enough fight that they will uh, run it back and it'll go three rounds in the rematch. You know, (laughs) yeah, everybody's like, oh, what a great fight. Tony Weeks will stop it in the first two and a half minutes. Absolutely. So then, it, yeah, then it went to, like you were saying, Murdoch versus Mbilly. Murdoch was a fight. badass. Yeah, he uh, he was giving it everything he had. Yeah. Uh, it just turned out to not be enough. And I agreed with his corner when they're like, nah, he's had enough. Oh, and for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was, you could see the want it was there. <laughs> and he had some good skill. Like if we saw him at a local show, he's he could be, like main event at hits boxing. You know what I mean? Like he is, he's got talent. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know if he's at world-class level. This is the first time I've seen him. So maybe this was his off night. I don't know, but 
he was fun to watch in this fight. I'd pay to see him again. Hats off to Murdoch, but Billy was just too much for him. Yeah, I felt bad for him, Billy. I was like, this poor dude is landing huge shots cleanly right on to Murdoch's face. And you could see Murdoch's face just completely getting rearranged and mouth guards flying. Like he got his ass beat and somehow just kept going. Like whatever Murdoch is made out of, scientists need to investigate it and just like make airplanes out of it. You know, the black box, that's passe. Just make it out of Murdoch because that dude was not getting broken down. Like he he's lost tons of brain cells in that fight. He was taking huge, clean shots. And I'm thinking, that's it. That's the one. Nope. Oh, nope. That's the one. And then it just kept not happening. Like this dude was getting destroyed by Mbilly and yet he didn't like somehow he kept going. It was really impressive just by him getting his ass beat and not getting destroyed. It was like Homer. When Homer yeah. started boxing, <laughs> like that was the part I was impressed by. He's not going to get tired, Homer. For anybody that plays uh, a drinking game, that when I shit on Tessitore, you have to do a shot. Get your get your drinks ready because oh, no. uh, one of my notes from this fight was uh, in the second round, I said that uh, and Billy's punches were affecting Joe Tessitore more than they were Murdoch because he'd land a good shot. And Tessator would go crazy, yeah. right? just lose his shit. And Murdoch acted like nothing happened at all. It's like some volume control guy. Like, I'm sure he's a nice gentleman, but I don't enjoy his, I don't enjoy his call of a fight. But yeah, after the sixth round, Murdoch's corner waves it off. For anybody that didn't watch this fight, the dude was eating shots like Joey Chestnut goes through hot dogs. Like <laughs> he, he could have eaten more. Yeah. But- <laughs> But his corner is like, God, we we got to fight another day. And that's that's what ended up happening was it was the, absolutely the right call on that one. For just, sure. They told him going into the six, like, hey, we need to have a big turnaround here. And it didn't happen. So after the six, they're like, all right, that's it. But that brought us to our main event. Uh, Archer Biedabiev went in all 100% knockout ratio. Yep. He's the unified champ at 175, the light heavyweight champion. The only belt he doesn't have is owned by Dimitri Bivol. I thought Callum Smith was going to put up a little tougher test. I thought that, you know, Callum Smith might actually have a chance to hang in there and box and maybe have some success in the later rounds, but that is not what happened. It's gone the same way that all Archer Biedabiev's fight have gone uh, came out aggressive finally landed a, you know got a cut under Kalen Smith's eye in the fifth and then uh Smith in the seventh you know he hits the mat and here's what I liked about Smith's corner when they wanted to stop the fight they didn't just kind of wave the towel uh, no they got the into corner. the ring they got into the ring yeah now, I'm not even joking about this I love that move like if you want the fight stopped Make sure that the the ref sees you. They left zero doubt. You know, yep. two of them got in the ring, <laughs> one after the other. Like, <laughs> no, that is it. We're done. So kudos to those guys for one, knowing when to call it, but then two, making sure that everybody on planet Earth saw that they were calling this off. That right hook to the temple is what started the end for Callum Smith, and he just could not get right after it you know he got up after the first knockdown but that second one his corner was right they're like all right you've had enough he hadn't even been i don't think knocked down before this fight and then uh, the two in this round in this fight were enough to just his corner knew right i i'm always a fan of stopping it a second early than a second late 
they came in right on time and did the right thing. Yeah, this was, I, I feel bad. I really like Callum Smith. His one loss was against Canelo. And that one, at least that one went the distance. It was a no doubter, but it went the distance. And now he's fighting BF, better BF. And it's, I feel like I almost have to explain like, no, no, I swear this guy's really good. Callum Smith is really, really good. And he is, he's a great boxer. It's just, he's Did going go up the against distance. With Canelo, wasn't it a unanimous decision? I'm going to double check. I think it was a stop in the corner. If that's the case, man, then they need to investigate his corner. These guys keep jumping in there. Bunch of, <laughs> <laughs> bunch of maniacs. What are they? they just want the shine on them. They're like, no, no, let me get on yeah. camera. Uh, as, as I will say for this fight, I, I thought better BF looked amazing. He's got three of the belts. Baval has the one, the WBA belt. They need to fight. Now, everybody was saying that it's supposedly it's it's in the works that they're going to fight in Saudi Arabia to become, you know, completely undisputed. And I really hope they do. And really, the only hiccup I had with this specific fight, that count after the second knockdown, usually there's somebody outside of the ring who starts the count for the ref while he makes sure that the other guy goes yes. in the other corner. I don't think they have that in Canada. Uh, Quebec City needs to hire somebody that that's their one job because the ref turns around and I'm counting like for him. I'm like four, five. He turns around. I'm already at seven and he goes three, four. <laughs> and I'm like, what the? F so maybe the corner was counting and they're like, all right, we're already at 15. Should we just stop this? Because this guy's still counting and ask him if he's OK. He was counting in metric. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have breaking news, uh, Punch Maniacs. Uh, this is the first time you'll ever hear me say this on the program. Franco was right. Yes. Uh, it was the <laughs> unanimous decision for Canelo Alvarez. Uh, it did go the distance. I thought that his arm, got, I know his arm got hurt in that Canelo mm -hmm. fight. I thought that that forced a stoppage, but no, it did go to unanimous decision. So good that work uh, on you, Franco. Yeah, it was a Saul fight. So of course I paid extra care. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> You're cool with Saul. That's uh, it. <laughs> you'll love it. Yeah. I'm, I, I still want to see both guys. I still want to see Callum Smith. He's only 33. I think the only thing that's going to hurt better BF is he might have a triple G esque aging where just age is going to catch up to him. He's already 38. And luckily he's unifying the belts now. Hopefully everything goes okay with Baval. Both these dudes had ring rust with Callum Smith and Better BF. Better BF had like a jaw infection from some kind of dental work or something that he had or surgery that he had. So hopefully nothing like that happens leading up to him fighting Baval because I think that this could be an amazing fight. And anybody who's not familiar with Baval or Better BF, keep your eyes and your ears open on social media and whatnot. When that fight happens, that's going to be a good one. I think that we're in for a treat that could even end up being like a huge trilogy if there's any doubt at the end of that fight. Oh, without a doubt. It's kind of, you know, fire versus ice. It's boxer versus puncher. It's older versus younger it's got every cliche in boxing that you could want and it's for all the belts so yeah that absolutely could be a wonderful wonderful fight i am gonna look up what we got coming up franco i know that this coming up weekend is michaela mayer versus natasha jonas uh, Jack Cullen versus Zach Chalet is on that one. So nothing wonderful. And then the following weekend is Jaime Maguia versus John Ryder. Yep. That should be definitely a fun one. The same weekend, there's a card over in Belfast, Northern Ireland. Rocker uh, and Jose Felix. 
Yes. And our guy, Patty Donovan is going to be on that card. Nice. Um, so yeah, there is enough coming up in the next couple of weeks that, uh, if we got to sandwich them together again, we'll do that. If we have enough to talk about after Jonas versus mayor, we'll, we'll come back with an episode. What I don't want to do to you guys, because I do appreciate you listening. I appreciate you subscribing. I don't want to just throw together an episode of shit. So <laughs> even if we have enough for a quick episode after mayor versus Jonas, we'll come back with one. If not, we'll be recording some bonus episodes here. So we'll at least stay in your ears. If you would do me a favor, this is what I would like to, my, in 2024, Franco, I want us to get, uh, this isn't even a crazy goal. I know that we have uh, at least dozens of listeners. Let's on, if you're listening on Apple, I would like three new reviews this in 2024. Please give us, uh, go over to to Apple, give us the five stars, uh, write a comment, tell us how great we are, what we could do better. Yeah. I appreciate everybody listening. I appreciate getting to do this show. Franco does all the work. I just come in here and yak. So is there anything else coming up that you know of, Franco? No, there's a Japanese card on a Tuesday. I think that's on the 23rd. Right. But other than that, yeah. And, you know, I will say I don't use Apple for listening to the podcast. Three new reviews on there would be awesome. But whatever platform you listen on, they all have different ways of rating. It takes half a second to click on it, but it does help like bump us up even when people are searching for different things. So like if you're on Pandora, click the thumbs up. If you're on Stitcher, which I some people are, uh, I don't I don't even know what the rating system is on there, but whatever platform you're on, click on it. It does help. Otherwise, the only boxing podcasts that come up are like Mike Tyson talking to celebrities and sometimes Chris Mannix. And that one is so biased and distorted towards the fighters that they want to win that it's not even fun to listen to. We're completely unbiased. The only people that have bought us are Zippix and, uh, yeah. you know, their, their discount code punch 10 when you check out on your toothpicks but otherwise yeah that's that's it like we don't have a dog in the race so go on ahead uh yeah make sure that you review us and uh make them a good one you know click the thumbs up click the five stars click yeah. the whatever i know that there's people listening that i've gone on to their podcast and given written a review and given them five stars maybe it's maybe it's time they uh return the favor you know what i mean <laughs> uh yeah i am talking to you you could hear it right through your radio right now that i'm talking <laughs> to you or your earbuds whatever you're listening to, uh, yes i am talking to you so yeah thanks for thanks for listening thanks for subscribing and uh we'll talk to you again on the next episode if you don't have anything else franco i'm throwing in the towel i'm getting in the ring nice <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to punches and punchlines make sure to like subscribe and follow and we'll see you next week when we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor <laughs> <laughs>